الحمد لله رب العالمين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله وسلم عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما واصلح لنا شأننا كله ولا تكلنا إلى أنفسنا طرفة عين اللهم وأنزل علينا بركته في اجتماعنا هذا أنزل علينا فيه سكينة وتمأنينة وجعل له باب خير لنا لنيل ردوانك يا حي يا قيوم يا ذا الجلال والإكرام So Alhamdulillah, Thumma Alhamdulillah All praise and thanks is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Peace and salutations upon Muhammad ibn Abdullah His family, his friends And upon all those who try to emulate him until the end of time So we are welcoming A season of blessings And good right? A month, a season that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He blesses His slaves with many gifts And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He grants us As an ummah of Muhammad Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Different times To do different things And the month of Ramadan is a whole month where for example the month of Hajj is only the first 10 days first few days of Hajj um, the start of the Islamic New Year Muharram the 9th, the 10th, the 11th but the month of Ramadan is a whole month Afwan, um, if there's a sisters there, there is um, the remote you put it on and You'll be able to see the PowerPoint by Ibn Allah Ta'ala. So, yes, so Tayyib. So, like we said, that Ramadan, a whole month. Not just a few days, not just a week, but either 29 days or 30 days. And then in this month, right, which we'll touch on again, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala gives us a night. Better than any other night in the year. A night, yani, which is better than a thousand months. Inna anzalna hu fi laylatul qadr. Wa ma adraka ma laylatul qadr. Laylatul qadr khayru min alfi shahr. Laylatul qadr khayru min alfi shahr. A thousand months. So we do the math. It comes to about 83 years. So imagine your Maghrib Salah, your Isha Salah, your Salatul Taraweeh Qiyamul Layl coincides with a night of power. How much years of Ibadah is that? 
most of us, we don't even know if we're going to see tomorrow. No, don't know if we're going to live till we're 40 or 50. What's still about 80 odd years of life? So we see the blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us. And then also, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to show us how important this month is, what does he do? Shahru Ramadan alladhi unzila fihi al-Qur'an. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to show you how important the month of Ramadan is, he sends the book of all books, Al-Qur'an. Shahru Ramadan alladhi unzila fihi al-Qur'an. The month of Ramadan in which the Qur'an was sent down, it was revealed. Hudan linnasi wa bayhinati min al-huda wal-furqan. A month, right, which is revealed down the Qur'an. He sent down the book of Allah. As a guidance for mankind. Not a guidance just for myself and yourself, for the Muslim Ummah. But a guidance for mankind. With proofs for the guidance and the criterion so that we can judge between right and wrong. This book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala al-Quran, and we're going to touch on this a bit later, is not just a book of mere recitation, but the book of ahkam, a book of rulings, a book of guidance. And let's flip it around also. That the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not just a book of ahkam. It is not just a book of guidance. But it is a book of recitation as well. And this we will deal a bit bit later. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose this month of Ramadan over all other months to reveal the book so like I mentioned there is something special about this month of Ramadan and the question that each of us needs to ask ourselves is a question that we all need to ask ourselves as a Muslim as a believer how do I welcome this month of Ramadan do I just welcome this month of Ramadan by stacking up my freezer with all different goodies? Do I welcome the month of Ramadan by filling up the grocery cupboards? Do I welcome the month of Ramadan by just worrying about my stomach? Or do I plan the month of Ramadan that I'm going to give so much sadaqah I'm going to try and recite the Quran as much as possible I have a timetable I'm going to make adhkar a certain time I'm going to recite the Quran I'm going to give sadaqah I'm going to go help a feeding scheme going to rest at this time this is istiqbal Ramadan 
This is welcome in the month of Ramadan. What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say in Surah Al-Baqarah? When he speaks about the Hujjaj, he says, وَتَزَوَّدُوا فَإِنَّ خَيْرَ الزَّادِ التَّقْوَى وَاتَّقُونِ يَا أُولِي الْأَلْبَابِ And the Quran is not merely just for specific events. الْعِبْرَةَ بِأُمُومٍ لَا بِخُصُوصِ سَبَبٍ So, تَزَوَّدُوا and take provisions and know that the best of provisions is what? At-taqwa. And this word taqwa is mentioned with the month of Ramadan. Ya ayyuhal ladina amanu kutiba alaykum usiyam kama kutiba ala ladina min qablikum la'allakum tattakun. O you who believe, fasting is prescribed for you. So what is this month of Ramadan? Has it been made fart for you? Yes, it's been made fart. But what do you get out of Ramadan? You know, mashallah, many people speak about Ramadan. What do they do? They give you a long list. The benefits of fasting. Fasting gives this, fasting does that, fasting does this. Fasting does this, etc, etc. And then what happens at the end? They forget the main purpose. They forget what Allah Azza wa Jal mentions. What is the purpose of your fast? لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ So that you may gain taqwa. And Many ulama, they've given many definitions of taqwa. Definition that I go for, the definition that I like, is the definition of Ali radiallahu anhu. And he explains taqwa and he says, Al-Khawfu Jalil, that taqwa is to be God conscious. Be aware that Allah Azza wa Jal is all hearing, is all seeing. He knows exactly what you do. And being God conscious is going to develop what in you? That if you do something wrong, you're going to fear Allah Azza wa Jal. You, because now you know that Allah is watching. Now you know that Allah is seeing. So sometimes you take your phone out at night. Ah, no one is there, it's fine. Let me watch something. Let me look at some pictures that I'm not supposed to be looking at. Right? Mom is not there. The wife is not here. Whatever. But know that Allah is watching you. And if you realize this and you implement this, then this is taqwa. Al-khawf min al-jal. Wal-amalu bit-tanzil. And to practice on what? On the Quran is revelation and the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is revelation as well وَمَا يَنْتِكُ عَنِ الْهَوَى إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا وَحْيٌ يُوحَى that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he did not speak out of his own accord but we inspired him and he spoke 
sallallahu alayhi wasallam then we find that ali radiyallahu anhu carries on and ali radiyallahu anhu says and to be happy with a little Sometimes we get sad, oh, I don't have so much money, um, I can't afford this, I can't afford that. But be happy with that little that you have. How many people had a lot and they lost it and what happens? Ah, he becomes depressed, he must go see this one, he lands up in this hospital, that hospital. He's on 120 tablets. There's no benefit in this. And then last but not least, he says, and prepare right and prepare for the day when you are going to meet who the day when you are going to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that day when you are going to meet Allah azza wa jal and that day is guaranteed for all of us whether you like it or whether you don't like it whether you believe in Allah, whether you don't believe in Allah. You're going to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of Qiyamah. And that is the day when your, your kids is not going to help you. That is the day when your wealth is not going to help you. إِلَّا مَنْ that you meet Allah Azza wa Jal with what? With a pure heart. With a clean heart. And the first thing of a pure heart is what? Is the Tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you start preparing yourself like this for the month of Ramadan. عن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا كان أول ليلة من شهر رمضان سفدت شياطين ومردت الجن وغلقت أبواب النار فلم يفتح منها باب وفتحت أبواب الجنة فلم يغلق منه منها باب وينادي مناد يا باغي الخير أقبل وَيَا بَاغِيَ الشَّرْءَ أَقْسِرُ وَفِي رِوَايَةٍ أَمْسِكُ وَلِلَّهِ عُتَقَى مِنَ النَّارِ وَذَلِكَ كُلَّ لَيْلَةٍ رواه ترميذي أبو هريرة رضي الله عنه He narrated that Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم said that on the first night of the month of Ramadan so when they go sight the moon and they make the announcement that the moon has been sighted. So now this is what takes place. And on the first night of the month of Ramadan, the shayateen are shackled as well as the jinn are restrained. The gates of the fires of Jahannam are shut, such that no gate amongst them would be open. And the gates of paradise, yani of Jannah, are open, such that no gate amongst them would be closed. And a caller calls out, O seeker of good, come near, O seeker of evil, stop. For there are those whom Allah frees from the fire, 
and that is every night. This hadith is found in the jami of Imam At-Tirmidhi, hadith number 682, and Allah knows best. So let us look at this hadith. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, إِذَا كَانَ أَوَّلُ لَيْلَةٍ مِنْ شَهْرِ رَمَضَانِ So when they go sight the moon, and they announce on the various radio stations, on the various messages on WhatsApp, etc. Alhamdulillah, the moon of Ramadan has been sighted for 1442. And tonight is the first Salatul Taraweeh. And tomorrow will be the first fast. So what happens now? So now the blessings start to come. So now the season of Barakah, the season of gifts, Now a child knows sometimes that his dad bought him a present. He's excited. Right? And all of us, no matter how old you are, if someone gives you a gift, you're happy. Alhamdulillah, you know. Whether it's something small, whether it's a pen, whether it's a car, whatever it might be, but you become happy. Because mashallah, he thought of me. They actually think good of me and that's why they gave me something. Correct? So this is Rabbul Izzati Wal Jalal. This is Khaliku Kulli Shay. Allah Azza wa Jal, He gives you the gift of all gifts. The month of Ramadan. And what a greater blessing and greater gifts can we ask for than these days of Ramadan. This is a month of blessings. Whether you're a good Muslim, right, you will accept Ramadan. Even if you're not a practicing Muslim, come the month of Ramadan and what happens? He changes. She changes. And yes, whether he attends the masjid just for the month of Ramadan, Alhamdulillah, he attended the masjid. So we should also beware. Sometimes the comments that we pass at people. Oh, Spohasa knows he must sit for. Right? I can see the door open now for the non-practicing Muslims in the Ramadan. Right? No. Let him come. Let her wear hijab. Because you never know it's that moment in that Ramadan that their life changes. Maybe the Imam, the Shaykh, the Mawlana, he said something. And he clicked. But now me, that comes to the masjid every day, I want to pass a wise crack. And the brother turns around and doesn't come back. It gets worse. So sometimes beware what we speak to people. So this month of Ramadan, it is a month where the devils and the evil genes they are restrained. The Prophet, peace be upon him, he says that the shayateen, they are shackled. They are chained up and the jinn, they are restrained. So now whenever we speak about this hadith, right? what is the first question that comes up? 
That's the second question. What's the first question that will always come up? Right? The hadith is the shayateen are shackled. So what do you think someone will ask? Now how are they? Chained. How do we understand this hadith? So Ibn Muflih, he explains, may Allah have mercy on him, and he says that the devils are put in chains and they are shackled in Ramadan according to the apparent meaning of the hadith. So how do we accept this? That they are chained and they are in shackles. There's nothing to tell us that we need to go to a metaphoric meaning of this hadith. So we take the hadith on its apparent. Are they chained? Yes, they are chained. Or he says, or, or it may be that what is meant is that the mischievous devils, and this was stated by Abu Hatim and others, they are less mischievous during the month of Ramadan. So maybe he was 100% mischievous. Come Ramadan, he only work on 40%. Right? Maybe that 60% is now gone somewhere. Right? So this does not mean that no evil, right? So now we come into the second one, right? But, you know, uh, Sheikh, they go to the Imam, they go to the Sheikh, they go to the Maulana, right? Okay, the devils are chained, but subhanallah, there's still so much bad happening, right? How many people, they don't fast full day, but the the shayateen are not there. So what's happening? Let's see. So, this does not mean that no evil is going to be committed at all. Rather, evil is lessened, it is reduced. Because they are weakened. Imam Ahmad, rahimahullahu ta'ala, was also, or he also interpreted this according to the apparent meaning. Abdullah ibn Ahmad. Abdullah was the son of Imam Ahmad. May Allah be pleased with both of them. He said that I went to my father. And he says that we see the Majnoon, the person who is possessed by jinn, having fits during the month of Ramadan. His father replied, this is what the hadith says and there is no need to argue with it. So his father is so, he's telling his dad that, oh father, right, rahimahullah ta'ala, that the hadith says, Sufidat ash-shayateenu wa maradatul jinn. So including the jinn, the evil ones, the bad ones, they are also tied up or they are restrained. But you still see the person that is possessed, he still gets his fits and he still carries on as someone that is possessed, possessed during the month of Ramadan. But these jinn are not supposed to be here. So his father says that we don't argue about this, but we accept the hadith on it, apparent, and Allah knows best. So we find that Imam Ahmad's approach was that the hadith was not to be interpreted in a manner other than its apparent meaning unless the early generations, yani the Salaf, interpreted in a manner other than its apparent meaning and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. Shaykh Abdul Razak ibn Abdul Muhsin al-Badr. So Shaykh Abdul Razak was one of our teachers. He still currently teaches in the Prophet's mosque, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in Medina. And his father is Sheikh Abdul Musin al-Abbad. 
who is the muhaddith of Medina currently. The Sheikh is over 80 years old and Alhamdulillah the Sheikh still teaches every single day. I think except on a Friday between Maghrib and Isha in the Prophet Wasallam's masjid. The Sheikh over a period of 20 odd years, he taught the six books of Hadith. From Bukhari all the way till the Sunan of Ibn Majah. Rahimallahu ta'ala ajma'in. May Allah be pleased with all of them. And he says, right, so this is now his, his son speaking, Shaykh Abdul Razak. That he says, so what also happens? Why is there still evil? Why do people still see a lot of wrong? Because he says that this is your qareen. Right, your qareen is the voice yani, in you or thing in you that will tell you to do this and do that. And he says also that what is this? That souls have Ammara Bissu. Right? Your soul is just generally bad. It's evil. You have some evil in you. So you will still continue to be doing bad things. So now the question comes up. So who do you blame? Is shaitan always whispering to you? Or you have... Have you followed shaitan to such an extent that shaitan doesn't need to be there anymore? And I like to use the example of when you were younger, when you were kids, we used to have this toy. It's almost like a wind-up toy. So you wind him up and then you leave him. And what happens? Then he walks on his own. So this is what shaitan does to us. He winds us up before Ramadan. He knows. Right? His time is coming now, man. I'm going to be locked up. So he whispers to you, and you still carry on for the whole month. So we should beware of this as well. Then the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he says, "Waghulliqat Abu Wabun Nau, falam yuftah minha babun." That the gates of the fire of Jahannam will be shut. That no gate among them would be open. Wafutihat Abu Jannah. And the gates of paradise are open, such that no gate amongst them would be closed. So, how do we understand this with regards to someone that passes away in Ramadan? Because according to this understanding, the gates of Jahannam are closed. The gates of Jannah are open. So if someone passes away, where must he go to? In Ramadan, must go to Jannah. So how do we understand this? Sheikh Muhammad ibn Salih al-Uthaymin, rahimallahu ta'ala, he says, that rather what this means is that the gates of paradise are opened to encourage people to strive hard. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Keeps the gates of Jannah open. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he says, "Wafutihat Abu Abu Jannah," that the gates of Jannah are open, so that we strive harder in the month of Ramadan to do good. Wahulliqat Abu Abu Nawr, and he says that the gates of Jahannam, they are closed, so as to encourage the believers, to encourage the Muslim males and females, to refrain from sin. So that they will not go through these gates. So the Sheikh says this does not mean that the one who dies in Ramadan 
will enter paradise without being brought to account. But rather those who will enter paradise without being brought to account are those whom the messenger, peace be upon him, described in the hadith when he said that they are the ones who do not ask others to perform ruqya for them or believe in omens or use, right, cauterization. Cauterization, yani in that time they used to take fire, they burn the rod or something and they would cauterize their wound, etc. Allah knows best. And they put their trust in their Lord. So these people mentioned in that hadith, they are the ones that are going to enter Jannah بِغَيْرِ hisab, Without account. But as for those that even pass away in the month of Ramadan, what will happen? They will still be accountable and Allah knows best. And then we find that a caller calls out. وَيُنَادِي مُنَادِي كُلَّ لَيْلَ That a caller calls out every single night in the month of Ramadan. And he says, يَا بَاغِيَ الْخَيْرِ أَقْبِلْ And he says, يَا بَاغِيَ الْخَيْرِ أَقْبِلْ He says, Oh! He says, O doer of good, right, come close. And O you doer of evil, then stop me. So slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right, let us be amongst those people of good. That we follow the path of the righteous forebears who were guided by the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam so that we find us that we enter Ramadan and we end the month of Ramadan that our sins are forgiven and that our righteous deeds are accepted. And the scholar will call out and if you are a person of good you will come close. You will bring your good worth. But if you're a person of evil, if you're a person of... Everything is just bad. He's going to tell you, Aksir, stop. Don't come close. And none of us wants that. None of us wants to be that person that... The scholar says to us, you know, stay away, man. Don't come close. So let us change. If we have any bad habits, let us change this before the month of Ramadan enters. And then the hadith carries on towards the end, or the end of the hadith, the last point. He says, وَلِلَّهِ أُتَقَى مِنَ وَذَلِكَ كُلَّ لَيْلَ and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala frees people from the fire and that is every night. Imagine every single night during the month of Ramadan Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He frees people He emancipates people from the fire of Jahannam. 
And this brings me to an important point that needs to be shared and needs to be understood. Every Ramadan there is a particular hadith that gets sent around and it says that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa was supposedly to have said Ramadan is the month whose beginning is mercy. So the first 10 days is mercy. The middle 10 days is malfira, is forgiveness. And the last 10 days is the emancipation of the fire of Jahannam. So how does this Right, so how does this hadith, right, understand, says that the last 10 days, right, are for the, to free the people. But the hadith that we mention says what? The last 10 days of every night is people free. Every night, right. So if an authentic hadith, right, is mentioned, and then there's a weaker hadith that comes in. What do we take? Take the authentic hadith. And here, this hadith, there's a break in the chain of narrators. And also, this hadith has some narrators in this hadith that were declared extremely weak or weak. And this cannot be used as evidence. And on a lightened or... A point, alhamdulillah, if you understand it, then barakallahu feek, that there are so many authentic ahadith with regards to the month of Ramadan that there is no need to do what? To mention weak or very weak hadith and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. As I mentioned earlier, the month of Ramadan is the month of the Qur'an. You cannot speak about welcoming the month of Ramadan if it and or if you don't mention the Quran. As we mentioned earlier, Ramadan Quran. The month of Ramadan, this is the month in which the Quran was being revealed. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu he mentions and he says, The Prophet peace be upon him said Whoever recites a harf of the book of Allah will have one hasana for it. And each hasana brings tenfold reward. So each letter is multiplied by ten. And I do not say that alif lam mim is a harf. But rather I say that alif is a harf, lam is a harf and mim is a harf. So that is equivalent to how much? 30. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the month of Ramadan, He multiplies. And Allah, He multiplies however He wills. So this is minimum. And Allah can do whatever He wills. So imagine this, 
right? That Alif Lam Mim gives you a minimum of 30. So what if you still read the whole Quran? Do you read all of the Quran? You just read Surah Fatiha. But with this comes another point. And that is also making an effort to learn and understand the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not just reading it. Right? That's a reward in its own, no doubt. But you need to make an effort to understand what you are reading. Remember at the start I mentioned, there's not just a book of mere recitation. You need to know the ahkam. You need to know the rulings. You need to know the how to recite the book of Allah. This is extremely important. How to recite the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this brings me to the next hadith. Aisha radiallahu anha, she said that the messenger, peace be upon him, said, the one who is skilled in reciting the book of Allah, he's mayirul Qur'an. He knows how to recite the Qur'an with tajweed. He knows how to, un- to recite the Qur'an properly. He will be with the noble, obedient scribes, right? And he will be rewarded for one fold for this. But the one who falters in his recitation, he stutters in his recitation, he struggles when he reads. Right? The hadith mentions that that he stutters. uh, You know, uh, alhamdu. But he makes the effort to read the book of Allah Azza wa Jal. For him is double reward. So sometimes you find people I don't want to recite in Ramadan. I don't want to recite after Ramadan, but I'm struggling. There's two points here. Number one, how are you going to improve if you don't read? The more you read, the better you become. Get a teacher, and you will read better. And secondly, you get in double reward. Where the one is, ah, mashallah, you know, he reads like Abdul Basit. He reads like Minshawi. The Imam of the Haram of, the, of Makkah. He's just getting one reward. But you that's struggling, that finds it hard to read the book of Allah, you stutter when you read, it takes you an hour and a half to read one juice. Mm. You get double reward. You will spend an hour watching a series, you spend two hours watching a movie. But you have a problem to spend one and a half hours with the book of Allah Azza wa And like I mentioned last week as well, in the Surah Kaf class, that we find that we don't want to make an effort to learn the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We want to have debates, we want to talk, we want to do this, we want to do that. But you don't want to sit at the feet of someone and learn how to read the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A book that Allah describes. Alif la meem. Thalika al-kitabu la rayba fi. Hudan lil-muttaqin. Thalika al-kitab. And that is the book. In it, la rayba fi. Bring me any book. Any book in this world. That starts off and says in his introduction 
that there is no doubt in my book. Bring. Kul hatu buranukum in kuntum sadiqin. As Allah says. Kul bring. Hatu buranukum. Bring your proof. In kuntum sadiqin. If you are truthful. There's not a single book. Islamic, non-Islamic. Not a single book that you're going to find on the face of this earth. That can guarantee you that there is no khata, that there is no mistakes, there is no contradictions, except the book of Allah. And yet we don't have time for the book of Allah. And this brings me to a verse in Surah Furqan, where the Prophet, peace be upon him, he complained. The Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he complained. And he said, وَقَالَ الرَّسُولُ يَا رَبِّ إِنَّ قَوْمِ اتَّخَذُوا هَذَا الْقُرْآنَ مَحْجُورًا the Prophet, peace be upon him, he said that, O oh my Lord, Ya Rabbi, Inna qawmi ittakhadu hadha al-Qur'ana mahjura. That verily my people deserted this book. They never listened to the book of Allah. They never acted on the laws of the book of Allah. The laws and the commands they took for granted. The commands they just... They never followed. The prohibitions they never stayed away from. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from us. The book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Practice on it. Read it. Implement it. It's one thing to claim that we follow the Quran, we follow the Sunnah. Allah fahmi salaf. But we don't know what's in the book of Allah. We don't want to learn what's in the book of Allah. But we will spend hours and hours on debating things that doesn't concern us. Sitting and eating and drinking. Week in and week out. But when it comes to learn the book of Allah, then we know nowhere to be found. Wallahi, and if you look, no one's recitation is perfect. If you look at the Qur'an, right, those people that they want to better their recitation, they have it. They know Ashara Qira'at, they know Sabah Qira'at. But do they stop? They still carry on. They still reading. They still trying to improve their recitation. But with us now, we know Surah Fatiha, we okay. <laughs> Ramadan comes, Ramadan goes. When do we ever improve? So, the month of Ramadan is the month to study the book of Allah. Make a khatam, but read and try to understand certain surahs of the book as well. And when is the best time? Start now. Start today, start tomorrow. So you prepare yourself for this month. The month of Ramadan is also a month where we should refrain from lies and false speech. Not that we should be doing it outside the month of Ramadan, but the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, مَن لَمْ يَدَعْ كَوْلَ الزُّورِ وَعَمَلْ بِهِ فَلَيْسَ لِلَّهِ حَاجَّةِ فِي أَنْ يَدَعَ طَعَامُهُ وَشَرَابَهُ The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says that the one who does not leave off lying and false conduct. Right? False conduct. Allah has no need 
that he should abstain from his food and drink. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, first of all, Allah does not need us to abstain from food and Allah does not need us to abstain from drink. We all understand this, we all know this. But if you're going to lie, right? You're going to steal, you're going to have false conduct. Then what is the use? Right? You're fasting. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said that if you do not have shyness, if al, do what you want to do. Right? In Afrikaans they have a saying, if you don't listen, what do they tell you? Right? Just do what you want to do. Man. Doesn't mean you must do wrong, but this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not, doesn't mean now you must break your fast. Okay, I told a lie, or I did wrong, so now I must eat. No. But just as a warning that Allah does not need from you. Right? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, this is our last hadith that we'll be looking at. Jabir ibn Abdullah reported that the Messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he climbed on the mimbar. And when he reached the first step, he said, Amin. When he reached the second step, he said, Amin. When he reached the third step, he said, Amin. So they, referring to the Sahaba, they asked the Messenger of Allah that we heard you say Amin three times. He said, When I went up the first step, Jibreel came. And Jibreel said, may Allah bless him and grant him peace. He came to me and said, Wretched is the slave to whom Ramadan comes. Right? So Ramadan comes and there is a slave. But when Ramadan goes past, the end of Ramadan comes, he still wasn't forgiven. So woe unto this person. Woe unto him. You in the month of Ramadan. But you are still not forgiven. It's a month of blessings, it's a month of malfira. The month of barakat, Laylatul Qadr. But you're still not forgiven. So woe unto this person. And then when you see the second Amin, he says that woe unto the slave who has one or both of his parents alive. And they do not let him enter the garden. So he doesn't obey his parents. She doesn't follow her parents. They go contrary to the teachings of what the parents want him to do. How would they enter the garden? And he said, Amin. And then he said, the third one is that one. That person, woe unto that person. That when he hears my name, he does not send salutations upon me. He does not say, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And the question that I pose, who is actually the loser? Is it the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam or is it us? It is us, why? Man salla alayya salatan, Sallallahu Alaihi bi'a ashra. That whosoever sends one salutation upon me, he gets what? Tenfold. That's sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allahumma salli ala nabi. 
you get rewarded, not sallallahu alayhi wa so whenever we hear the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, let us always say, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So this brings us to the end of our discussion of welcome in the month of Ramadan. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to <coughs> let us witness this month of Ramadan. Allahumma ballighna Ramadan. Let us witness this month of Ramadan. How many people don't we know that wish? To see this month. Last year how many people were with us? They spent the month of Ramadan with us. We never expected them not to be here this Ramadan. But they're not. They're gone. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant them the highest places in Jannah. But we ask Allah in the same breath to grant us the strength. That we can reach the month of Ramadan. That we can fulfill all our ibadah. To the best of our ability upon the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik ashadu wa la ilaha illa astaghfirka wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.